Hello there, my name is Sabrina. Welcome to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Are you a homeschooling mama? Either a first timer, or maybe you've already been at it for years. Maybe you're just thinking about it. I want to encourage you on this journey. Tune in every week to learn hard-won wisdom, practical advice, and tips from other homeschooling moms. You can do this. Welcome back to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Today, my daughter Rose joins me again to talk about how easy it is to bring the joy of poetry to your children, even your young ones and the surprising benefits she's noticing in her kids. I'll list her resources in the show notes. Hope you enjoy our conversation. Hello. Hi, Rose. How are you? Good. Welcome back to the Homeschooling Journey podcast. Thanks. (laughs) So we have Rose back today, and she uh, already came on talking about becoming a read-aloud family. And then another episode about uh, homeschooling multiple little people. So today she's going to come back on and talk about poetry and uh, incorporating that into her education with the kids. So Rose, you want to reintroduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Um, All right. So again, I'm uh, Rose and I have four children uh, right now and another one due in a couple months number five, a little boy. Um, My oldest is seven and she's just about to be going into second grade. And then I have a five-year-old boy who will be going into first grade uh, and a four-year-old and uh, a little girl who's going to be two in a a week or two. (laughs) So, uh, so pretty much seven, five, four and two and two of them, I am homeschooling, um, you know, going into second, going into first grade, and then my little four-year-old will will do a little casual preschool stuff with her, and the two-year-old is just kind of does her thing and just has a lot of fun. <laughs> right, does her own thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, great. So today we're going to talk about poetry, and this is so interesting because Rose, you mentioned to me recently. Well, I saw a book at your house mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, called "The Laurel and the Harp." I think. Um, Yeah, the harp and the laurel wreath. The harp and the laurel wreath. wreath. Yes. Okay. And it was about poetry and that immediately got me interested. And Rose and I chatted for a couple minutes about poetry. And I said, Ooh, we got to have you come on and talk about that. Mm -hmm. So just first off, tell me what prompted you to start uh, down the path of poetry with your young kids. So, um, yeah, it kind of, I guess it was a convergence of a few different things. Um, I grew up really, you know, knowing a lot about music and studying music and appreciating and just loving music. Um, and now, you know, I can hear a, a piece of music that comes on the radio and, you know, I might be able to identify it or at least I'll know who the composer is. And, and I, I learned a lot about music theory, music history. And, um, when, I would go to like a museum and see a piece of art or I would hear a poem. I kind of had the, I always had a little bit of this sense of like, Oh, I wish I knew more about that, about art and poetry. Mm-hmm. And those are really beautiful, you know, like music is in the way that music is, but I don't know anything about them. 
Um, and I would always notice, you know, if, if somebody told me a little bit about the piece of art or the piece of poetry, then I would say, oh, okay, that makes sense. Oh, now I really enjoy it, really appreciate it. And so I kind of um, wanted to learn. It was like one of those things, poetry was one of those things that I always thought, oh, it would be nice to know a little bit more about poetry or it would be nice to read poetry and enjoy it. But it's just kind of not my thing. And <laughs> I just didn't really feel like I understood it or that I really, I mean, I did enjoy it, but um, but it was something I thought, oh, you know, someday I'd like to do that. Someday I'd like to learn about poetry uh, or read poetry. <laughs> and um, then I was listening, you know, to a homeschool podcast. At least I think it was a homeschooling. Yeah, I think it was a homeschooling podcast. Um, oh, yeah, it was. They were talking about morning time, which is like our, what we call our read aloud time, where, you know, you kind of all sit around the table or sit on couches together and you do kind of those things that all ages can participate in. Um, and the tip that this podcaster gave was, you know, if you have something that you've always wanted to do with your kids, like just stick it in there. You know, if you if do it for two minutes, do it for five minutes. And that, that kind of clicked with me. And I thought, oh, okay, that's what we need to do with the poetry. Oh. Because I want to learn something about poetry myself. And I want my kids to learn something about poetry. <laughs> Just because I've always kind of had this, like, oh, wouldn't it be nice, you know, to, to be a person who knows about poetry. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of person, right. Yeah, like as if it was something outside of my reach. <laughs> right. Um, and then at the same time, I also um, you know, noticed just as I have gotten a little bit older and my, maybe my brain's not as sharp and I don't memorize things like I used to. Um, and that could be things like phone numbers or it could be things like poetry. And so I thought, you know, why not kill two birds with one stone? Let's learn some poetry and I'll kind of work on memorizing, you know, working on enhancing my memory a little bit and um, I read a, another really great book that I recommend called How to Teach Your Children Shakespeare. Um, and that's by Ken Ludwig. And his, you know, he talks all about the benefits of learning Shakespeare for kids and for everybody. And, and his, uh, his method is basically to have them memorize it, have them memorize short passages of Shakespeare. And so I think I had already shared this story how <laughs> I was reading out of his book and I read aloud this passage from Shakespeare and of course, it was just gorgeous language, you know, and then my little, I think, three-year-old at the time, I looked up and she was staring at me with the big wide eyes and, oh, you do that again? And they just wanted me to read it over and over and over. And then very quickly, I memorized it. They memorized it. And so that was another little kind of introduction to poetry and just the joy of, um, of reading and hearing beautiful language. Mm -hmm. And then I'll share the, the last little thing, too, that kind of happened, you know, recently was your episode on dyslexia, uh, especially in young children, made me kind of question my four-year-old a little bit. Um, she had a lot of the signs that you talked about. And one of them was the lack of being able to rhyme easily. Um, and so I realized that with my older kids, I used to read a lot of like Mother Goose um, a lot of little nursery rhymes and things. And then with the littler kids, uh, because we homeschool now, you know, we do reading of more advanced books. I had kind of neglected that like nursery rhyme um, 
little sing-songy kind of things mm-hmm. that, that you might normally do, you know, with toddlers. So that made me pull out the mother goose again, which had been sitting on the shelf. Um, and that's, you know, that's a very, a very simple version of poetry. So we've been kind of doing that a little bit too, just to help her with her, um, you know, with her rhyme or her, her sense of rhyme and rhythm and, and my seven and five-year-old, you know, they still have all those mother goose poems memorized from when they were three, four years old. Right. So you're not just reading the poems to them. You're having them memorize them or do they just kind of memorize them (laughs) the more you repeat them or what? Yeah. So that's the thing I found with poetry. They, um, and maybe just with kids in general. So there's no, I don't have any expectations at this age that they'll memorize things. Um, I mean, I think memorization is great for kids and I, think that it just kind of comes naturally and it's not at least for us it's not something I found that we have to like quote-unquote work on um if the kids like a poem they just memorize it (laughs) because they want me to read it over and over and over again right right (laughs) and even um like my five-year-old you know is a relatively new reader but I actually think that reading the poems and memorizing has helped his reading ability quite a bit because he'll have a poem, you know, he likes and I'll read it a few times. He memorizes it. And then he wants to sit down and read it too. And even though the words are kind of, you know, the words might be difficult for him to sight read or to sound out. He knows what the words are. He knows the rhyme, he knows the rhythm. And so I've actually seen improvement in just his reading skills. Wow from poetry kind of amazing (laughs) I wasn't expecting that at all (laughs) yeah that is unexpected yeah that's that's another plus yeah yeah so it's just purely for enjoyment is you know we read purely for enjoyment but what I found is that they'll latch on to certain ones and just want to memorize and it'll take them you know depending on the length of the poem it might take them five minutes to you know a day to memorize a poem Mm mm-hmm so can you talk a little bit about the books you're using? I know you mentioned the Mother Goose books. What else? Right. Um, yeah. So Mother Goose, uh, we, you know, we have a couple different versions of Mother Goose. We also have some Mother Goose records, like old fashioned records. <laughs> but of course, you can get the, you know, get songs on YouTube, too. Um, so like nursery rhymes, of course, music helps kids memorize really easily. I mean, they hear a, a little nursery rhyme song once or twice and they've got it down. Right. Um, so, yeah, we, we do the Mother Goose thing. Um, yeah, the Harp and the Laurel Wreath, I'll talk about a little bit. Because that's, um, I mean, even though we don't, read, reading poetry or, or learning about poetry is not, you know, like a school subject so much um it's something we do you know several days a week probably three or four days a week during our our read aloud time i'll just read one or two poems out of this book and the harp and the laurel wreath is kind of specifically geared toward homeschoolers um, especially those coming from a classical um, kind of a classical framework and it's a book that can be used from preschool up until you know high school or adult very comprehensive it's i don't know so quite a few hundred pages, <laughs> many, many poems, uh, but it's something that can be used for the long term, which I mean, I was, that was exciting. You know, it's 
there's so much curriculum to get every year for each kid. It's so exciting to find a book that can be used by everybody for, right. you know, for years to come. Uh, the book is, is kind of broken up into basically like elementary, you know, middle school, high school levels. So you can start at the beginning and just kind of read your way through it. Mm-hmm. Um, the first third to half of the book, you know, kind of the elementary school portion is just for fun. There's, um, it's not a textbook about poetry. So there's no like, um, kind of, I guess you would say theory, like poem, poetry theory, if that's a thing. <laughs> um, when it gets into the older grades, like the middle school to high school level poems, they do have, um, kind of comprehension questions and questions about analysis of the poem. Um, but yeah, it's not a textbook. It's just kind of more a book that presents a wide variety of poems from a wide variety of, you know, genres and, and ages, um, like many centuries worth of poetry. And it just kind of makes it a very easy um way for homeschoolers to incorporate poetry like I said I mean yeah cut two to five minutes a day probably (laughs) so are you just kind of going through the elementary section and read a poem and then the next day read that same poem again or yeah usually what I'll do is maybe you know read one or two poems um and then talk about them just a little little bit um sometimes I'll ask the kids to put the poem into their own words like, you know, what was that poem about? Oh, good. Um, and then I like, I'll ask them, okay, so do you like the version? Do you like, you know, how you said what the poem is about? Or do you prefer listening to the language of the poem? Kind of trying to show them how, the, you know, a poem is not just to convey information. It's really for the beauty and enjoyment of the language itself. Um, a, a poem can convey information but it kind of more conveys like a feeling or totally evokes an image you know evokes a feeling so kind of in the same way that music does um and i yeah it's easy for me to incorporate music into the day and because it's something i know and and really love but um yeah poetry is the same it can just it really can make you smile i just see the kids you know light up with certain poems <laughs> they'll laugh they there's certain ones that they just love. Yeah. So that's kind of leads into what I wanted to ask you next, which is, can you give a few examples or specifics of favorite ones that the kids have loved and why you think they love those? Sure. Uh, so besides the mother goose, um, the other, another like classic, you know, poetry for children book is um, a garden, a ch- sorry, a child's garden of verses by Robert Louis Stevenson. And that one just is very sweet. Um, And they can kind of, it's told from the child's point of view, the child's garden of verses. So they can really kind of uh, identify, I think, with the sentiments in the poem. (laughs) Like there's this one, you know, one of the most famous probably of of Robert Louis Stevenson's poems for children is the one about bed in summer. And it's this child basically complaining about how it's so unfair that he has to go to bed when it's still light (laughs) and the the birds are still singing and people are walking around on the streets and and isn't it unfair that I have to go to bed Uh (laughs) Uh, they like that one a lot especially because it's summer right now so you know when they complain about having to go to bed during during daylight hours I'll you know remind them of the poem (laughs) 
What's the uh, name of that poem? It's called Bed in Summer. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and is that poem. one that the kids memorized? Um, you know, I don't think they did actually. They it's a yeah, they could they could if they wanted to, but um it's not a long one. It's not long or complicated, but they haven't memorized that one. Uh-huh. Um one that they just <laughs> took to and absolutely loved. Um, and it's one that I had never heard in my life before. It's called There Once Was a Puffin. Mm. And it's by uh, <laughs> Florence Page Jacques, who, again, somebody I've never heard of. And mm-hmm. I have a long way to go in my own, you know, learning about poetry. I, I have no idea who this woman is who wrote this poem, but, um, or, you know, when she lived. But it's just the funniest little poem about a puffin, you know, a little bird who eats fishes. Um, he eats little fishes that were quite delicious. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, and then he he gets lonely and sad because he doesn't have anybody to play with so then the fishes come up and say well we could be your playmates if you stop eating us <laughs> and uh and the kid and so the puffin decides to eat pancakes instead and all the kids they just when i read that they laughed and laughed and they wanted to hear it over and over and over and within half an hour probably they all had it memorized oh wow and, <laughs> But, well, my seven and five-year-old had it down cold. Like, they knew it. Um, and my four-year-old, who's the one that I, you know, worry a little bit about her kind of sense of rhyme. She is, she hasn't, ha- she doesn't have the whole thing memorized, but she has a lot of it memorized. Wow. And it, this is not actually a short, short poem. It's like five or six stanzas. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's cute subject matter and... um I think they can identify with the the poor little lonely puffin who eats the fishes and it's got just sort of sweet fun language it I don't know how to describe it it kind of has this like lilting um I don't maybe it's even meant to sound like kind of the sea like a rolling rhythm and they just Mm -hmm. loved it Mm -hmm. so much (laughs) Mm -hmm. so and that's that was a month or two ago that they learned that one and they, you know, every now and then I'll say, oh, there once was a puffin, you know, just start the line and then they'll just go from there. Okay. Uh, and even the, my two-year-old, almost two-year-old, she, um, she doesn't have it memorized, obviously, but she kind of, um, she'll imitate the kids when they say it. Uh-huh. And I hear her like starting to have that rhythm a little bit, uh-huh. like having this little bit of a sense of rhythm of the language. Uh-huh. even though she's not really saying the word she'll repeat the last word of the line so um she'll you know i'll say there once was a puffin she says puffin she kind of echoes the last little word okay. but i can i can tell that she's trying to kind of give the rhythm of it a little bit yeah really cute uh, yeah that that's like our top favorite that we've read over the past few weeks okay and then um A.A. Milne is another great, you know, author for children's poetry. He's most famous for Winnie the Pooh, but he also wrote um, a couple books of children's poetry. There's a lot of good ones in there. Very cute. And then Dr. Seuss is always a popular one. Um, Right. Are there any that the kids don't like? Um, you know, they've, they've never told me that they don't like one but there's there's been poems that just kind of fall flat <laughs> uh, 
and since it's just for enjoyment i don't you know if, if they just have no interest we just move on to the next one right i mean i make sure that they understand what it's talking about because you know, sometimes it's just the language um that you know and maybe some more old-fashioned words or an old-fashioned way of saying something and they just don't quite get it and that's fine um but but yeah sometimes they're just for whatever reason it doesn't click and then other times like the puffin um poem it just clicks instantly they get the big smile and you can just tell they kind of light up with it and so that's when we'll start to go a little deeper and you know if they want to memorize it that's great and you know we talk about it more maybe i'll ask them then to you know to tell the the story in their own words things like that right Um, yeah so you don't really have a sense for what touches them, but just when some when a poem touches them, it's really obvious, and then they want to run with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of tell by their faces mm. when something really clicks. And maybe over time, I'll get a sense of what they like, what they don't like. Um, I mean, I think generally, you know, kids like animals in stories or in poems. I have noticed maybe that they like... Um, poems that talk about a specific animal there there's a few about birds you know there's like I want to say it's another Robert Louis Stevenson maybe although I could I'm not sure about that about a kid who's sleeping you know kind of sleeping in the morning and a bird pops up on the windowsill and says oh aren't you ashamed to still be asleep (laughs) at this time (laughs) and the kids loved that one so yeah there's something about animals (laughs) animals birds i think the puffin as an example have you come across the little a.a milne poem called has anybody seen my mouse yes yeah actually um my seven-year-old memorized that about a year ago i should see we haven't read that one for quite a while i should see if she still hasn't memorized i wouldn't be at all surprised if she does i bet she does yeah i I stick around yeah i recall years ago uh, attending some little homeschool like a um, a night where you a talent night and this mm-hmm. tiny little girl got <laughs> up she was about five years old and she had a very c- concerned upset look on her oh. face and she got up and and I think the program said recitation or something like that right. so I, I didn't know what was coming and then she went into this poem of has anyone <laughs> anybody seen my mouse and it's all about losing her little mouse and it right. was the sweetest just most sweetly delivered little poem and I never uh-huh. forgot and I thought oh uh-huh. <laughs> that's a good one about an animal for little kids right <laughs> yeah yeah that is a good one that's in one of the AA Milne books that we have so right yeah so so it sounds like you just incorporate this into your morning read aloud time right and yes, it's not exactly. a formal thing. It's just kind of to keep it, the ball rolling, introduce the kids to poems and see what sticks and what doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I know, you know, this is something that will change over time. And eventually, of course, I would like them to start learning about, you know, various poets and just like we do with with books. You know, we like to kind of learn about different authors and um or same with music, you know, learn about the composers, the historical period they, they lived in, things like that. But mm-hmm. at this point, for these young ages, we're not doing anything, uh, anything formal like that. It's just kind of for the enjoyment and to, um, yeah, just to kind of open that door, I guess, right. to an appreciation for poetry throughout right. their lives. 
Yeah. And you're really right about how poetry is like music in that it touches something deeper inside of you than just prose. Right. I don't know why that is, but it just does. Right. And it kind of sticks with you and it, and, and it rolls around in your mind and you can mm -hmm. ponder it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, there's one other resource. This is more for adults, but just another thing that I've really been enjoying lately is there is a podcast called The Daily Poem. And uh, it's only it's like five or six minutes each episode, I think, um, depending on the length of the poem. But they just read a short poem and then they have and, and this is geared for adults. But I mean, anybody could listen to it. They read a short poem, give maybe a two minute commentary, three minute commentary on it. And then they read it a second time. And uh, that's really enhanced my enjoyment of poetry. Okay. Um, and that's called Poem a Day? I think it's called The Daily Poem. Okay. Yeah, if you search for The Daily Poem. Okay, so, great idea. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed I mean, the kids will listen to that too, you know, and, and some of it's over their heads, obviously. But, um, but it's helped me to kind of appreciate. I think in, in the past, maybe... I would read a poem or hear a poem and I would just kind of, it would really go in one ear out the other. But this format of hearing it once, hearing a quick little, uh, quick little analysis and then hearing it a second time has helped me to enjoy poetry and appreciate it. Right. Sometimes you do have to read a poem a couple times. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Several times. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Well, great, Rose. This has been so helpful. And uh, I hope that, you know, you people can take this advice and maybe incorporate a little bit of poetry and start the kids when they're young and, um, you know, teach them to enjoy the beauty of a new way of a, a different way of learning and mm -hmm. just kind of a, enjoy the beauty and artistry of poetry. Right. Yeah. Great. Thanks so much, Rose. Yeah, you're welcome. Good All to right. With you. We'll talk to you another time soon. All right. Great. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.